there, spooksters. We just want to put a little excerpt into this episode because we recorded it before we found out the verdict. Literally, we recorded it the night before. The next day, we're sitting here recording an episode and the verdict is read and we're like, fuck. So on Thursday's episode or something in that timeline, I believe it's Thursday's episode, you will hear us live react to the Lori Vallow verdict being read. But she has been found guilty on all charges and we should have sentencing in about three months. So we will keep you updated because we are so fucking excited for this verdict. More to come. Love you guys. Toodle toodles. Warning. The following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Taryn Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I'm here with my girlfriend Jessica. Hello! Hello! And today, as you guys can see by the title, we are going to be discussing some true crime headlines that are happening right now. There's a lot of updates and a lot of different cases. I don't know if I've actually done this on the pod before or I just said I was going to and then didn't (laughs) plan it (laughs) and then didn't. But if you follow me on TikTok, I do true crime videos every so often. So I was like, you know what? I'm prepping for some of those videos. Let me just share it with you guys because this is, there's a lot going on and it's a couple and there's some cases that we have covered in the past. So I was like, perfect, this works out. But before we get into that, if you are new here, hello, welcome and returning spooksters, welcome back. Thank you all so much for listening. If you'd like to hang out with us on social media, you can go to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Our handle is at Three Spooked Girls. And we also have our amazing Facebook group that is Three Spooked Girls Official. It's kind of like the little insiders club. We do, we have, we have fun times over there. There's memes and gift exchanges and just great great things. So if you need a little spooky, happy place on the internet, come hang out with us there. We also have our shop up and going. It's linked in the link tree in the show notes with everything else that we are mentioning here. Jessica does blind date books. I do tarot readings, relationship readings, crystals. I sometimes do like little boutique type items. There's some cute Mothman stickers and other art that I got in stock for you guys. So if you're curious, go check all of that fun stuff out. Hey, ladies, June is just around the corner. And my guess is you haven't purchased a Father's Day gift. Am I right? We'll look no further than our sponsor of today's show, because our friends at Manscaped are dedicated to updating his grooming game from face to waist. 
Their brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit is the total package dedicated to making sure all fathers go from dad to daddy this year. Have him join the 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get 20% off plus free shipping with code SPOOKEDGIRLS at manscaped.com. Mama's gonna like this one. I love a clean shaven beard, like real nicely trimmed. And let's be honest, to quote Macaulay Culkin and Will and Grace, we all like a clean work surface. So let's start with the ultimate Father's Day MVP, the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Inside this package, he'll find their signature Beard Hedger Trimmer, Beard Shampoo and Conditioner, Beard Oil, Beard Balm, and two free gifts with their signature Beard Comb and Scissors. With 20 hair cutting links and a singular guard, he'll be able to craft his look like never before without a mess in the drawers. Something we all can appreciate. If he doesn't have a beard, he needs to try their Performance Package 4.0. This beautiful bundle is absolutely daddy material. It includes their signature lawnmower 4.0, brand new Weed Whacker 2.0, nose and ear hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all his goodies. The lawnmower 4.0 is a game changer for trimming his sensitive areas. We all know dads love their comfort. If his grooming routine is already dialed in, make sure you hook him up with Manscaped's Boxers 2.0. They are without a doubt the best boxers for men of all ages. Oh my God. And I have a few pair. I have like three pair and I sleep in them. They're so freaking comfortable. Now get 20% off plus free shipping with code spookedgirls at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code spookedgirls. Make this Father's Day one he won't forget with Manscaped. And if you would like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com backslash three spookedgirls for as little as a dollar. You get one bonus episode a month. Five and Up starts our video content and also ad-free episodes, and those typically are up the day before release on the main feed. So if that is something that interests you and you would like to support us here in our spooky and true crime endeavors, you can definitely check that out in the link tree as well. But with that, I'm going to go ahead and just get on into this. So this first one kept being thrown in my face on every app I was on, so I was like, all right, fine. This is horrific. Let me fucking look at it. So, headline says, Grief Book Authors Murder Charge Tangled in Estate Dispute. And let me make it worse for you. This was a children's book, by the way. Yes. About grief. Yes. I have also been bombarding you with mm. this by forwarding oh, you like might have. every. This is probably <laughs> why it's shocking you, is I saw it and I was like, Tara. Then I'd see it again and I'd be like, Tara. <laughs> no worries. You're no welcome. worries. <laughs> Uh, so coverage on this one is going to be from ABC News, WABC TV, and I have another. And then I just did like a Google search on the book itself. All right. So let's go ahead and get into this. So court documents show that a children's book author who prosecutors say killed her husband has been battling with his relatives over the family estate since his death last year. So this is like super recent. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Corey Richens, 33, is accused of poisoning her husband with a dose of fentanyl. Crazy that it's that because we were just talking about freaking fentanyl killing people. At their home in a small mountain town near Park City. And this is in Utah, by the way. I don't remember if I said that or not. According to charging documents, the murder charges filed this week, our time today. It's so last week for you guys because this goes up Monday. 
comes months after Richens self-published Are You With Me, an illustrated storybook chronicling a young boy who wonders how his deceased father remained a presence in his life. Prosecutors allege Richens called authorities in the middle of the night in March of 2022 to report that her husband, Eric, was cold to the touch. She told officers that her husband made a mixed drink to celebrate him selling a multi-million dollar home. She then went to soothe one of their children to sleep in the next bedroom. When she returned, she found her husband unresponsive and called 911, according to the prosecution. A medical examiner later found five times the legal dose of fentanyl in his system. Damn, that's some potent mixers. That's a lot. In addition to the murder charge, Richens also faces charges involving the alleged possession of GHB, a narcolepsy drug frequently used in recreational settings, including at dance clubs. Is that like, like, e? it's obviously an upper if it's for narcolepsy, right? Let me see. Or no. Yes. Yes. I think. Gamma hydroxy biotrite. We do so many drugs, obviously. What is the street name for it? Oh, the street know. name for it is Georgia Homeboy. Oh. G Goop Liquid Ecstasy. Okay. So, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So, the more we learn, the more you know, the more Can we know now. In, in dose and controlled doses, GHB is known to decrease stress and social anxiety. Oh, well, that's good. But then we got these crazies, like this freaking lady who ruins it for everybody else. The charges are based on officers' interactions with Richens that night and the account of an unnamed acquaintance, quote, quote, who claimed to have sold her the, f- the fentanyl. Oh, so she got ratted out. The acquaintance told investigators they sold Richens the opioid hydrocodone once and also fentanyl twice in February and March of 2022. Damn. So, okay. The charging documents allege she deleted text messages from the night of her husband's death before handing her phone over to investigators and may have tried to poison her husband on Valentine's Day, a month before his death. Stop it. Shortly after their dinner, Eric became very ill. Eric told a friend that he thought his wife was trying to poison him. Wow. Investigators wrote that. Richens attorney, Sky Lazaro, declined to comment on the charges. The Utah Department of Child Protective Services did not respond to questions about where the children are while their mother is being held without bail. In Richens' book, the boy wondered if his father, who died, notices his goals at, at a soccer game his nerves on the first day of school, or the presents he found under a Christmas tree. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. Mm. Yes, I am with you. An angel wing-clad father figure wearing a trucker hat responds. I'm here with you when you scored that goal. I'm here with you when you walk the halls. I'm here and we're together. Oh my god, this bitch. Months before her arrest, Richens told news outlets that she decided to write Are You With Me after her husband unexpectedly died last year, leaving her widowed and raising three boys. She said she looked for materials for children on grieving loved ones and found few resources, so she decided to create her own. She planned to write sequels. In search warrants obtained by KSL.com and KPCW Radio, family members interviewed by investigators indicate that Eric was seeking to divorce Corey and had recently changed his will and life insurance policy. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. He knew she was trifling. See, he wasn't even overreacting. He was like, this bitch is trying to poison me. No. Goodbye. Also, fuck her excuse for writing this Mm. children's book. I just, like, I Amazoned it, and there Uh are, like, hundreds of books. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
to help kids with grief. Yeah. So fuck her and her inability to Google shit. Yeah. One of Virchin's sisters told officers that Eric had long suspected his wife of attempting to poison him, including on a vacation to Greece several years ago. The Warrens described conflict between the couple over a $2 million home that Corey purchased with the aim to resell it quickly, despite the objections from her husband based on the price. Well, maybe she should have fucking listened to him because he obviously is like a broker or something. Mm -hmm. Civil court filings that were submitted in in different cases after Eric's death outlined how the suspicious circumstances surrounding his death have become entangled with questions over his assets and an estate held in a trust and managed by his sister. Richens has fought with the members of her deceased husband's family since the day of his death in March of 2022, the documents show. Richens and her sister-in-law had a fight the day after Eric's death at the family home. She subsequently sued for more than $3.6 million and to remove Katie Richens Benson as trustee, arguing that a prenup agreement she and her husband signed entitled her to his assets if he died before they divorced. It remains unclear how the estate dispute will be affected by the murder and drug possession charges against Richens. Utah law prohibits those convictions of homicide from profiting from their crime. Well, good. Fuck her. I was going to say, I think when you're convicted of the murder of the person that the money is coming from, you don't get the money. And I really hope that like, I mean, this is really fucking tragic because these little boys Mm -hmm. have lost their dad. Yeah. And now, like, in their mind, they obviously, I don't think she was like, hey, little Billy, like, I killed daddy. Like, well, no. But you know what? I also, obviously, you guys can take this with a grain of salt. But I heard slash read and when I was reading on this was like, she also involved her children when she was writing and creating the book as well. And if that's true, I am just like, Corey, you are the biggest piece of shit ever. As a mother, I just don't fucking comprehend how you could do that to your fucking kids. Even if you hated your husband. How do you not see how that would affect your children? Well, it goes back to the whole like narcissistic personality thing where like Mm -hmm. she's like, my husband wants to leave me. Fuck him. Yeah. I'm going to make the ultimate him leave me type thing. Right. And then now I'm. I want my boys to be financially stable. And then also I want people to feel sorry for me. So I'm going to write this book. By the way, I was scrolling through Amazon, Mm -hmm. looking at the grief books, and there's a Mm -hmm. coloring book called I Miss You. It's a coloring book to help kids cope. So I'm going to put that out there as my stamp of approval. If you need something to help children grieve, I think a coloring book is probably really great because it's interactive. Mm-hmm. And there, they'll be learning about grief while not having to like read a book on grief. Yes, <laughs> as someone exactly. who has read books on grief, like this is me personally. I don't feel like books on grief help because when you're in those moments and it's talking about like the steps that you need to take later, mm-hmm. I at least for me, I got super bitter like being like, yeah. "Fuck, I want to be at the final stage," but like that's yeah. just me. That's my thing. <laughs> it's okay. We still love you. We love you very Thank much. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I love you. Oh, cute. Okay. <laughs> so moving on. This next one is a something that broke today. And it is a case we have not covered yet. It is in regards to Natalie Holloway, who disappeared from Aruba. Some of our older 
I don't know, youngest pictures might know too, but like older ones, like our age, definitely know. She was on her, you know, her high school graduation trip and she just fucking vanishes. And the whole thing is a whole fucking thing. And I think whenever, because we have talked about, we do want to cover this. Whenever mm. we do, this is going to be like probably at least two to three parts. At least, especially with this development, I'm going to tell you guys right now. So, oh my God. I mean, the, 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 Natalie, the Natalie Holloway case is just like, it's epic proportions. It is crazy. Okay. So I'm totally going to say this dude's name wrong because I am sorry. I just don't care because he's obviously a piece of shit. So for Natalie, we have NBC News times two and AP News are the articles that I got. And so let's go. Okay, so our article reads, Natalie Holloway disappearance suspect Joran Vandersloot to be extradited to U.S. Peru's government says that the case in the U.S. involves extortion and fraud targeting Holloway's mother. Okay. A Dutch man who was suspected in the 2005 disappearance of American teenager Natalie Holloway is being extradited to the United States in connection with the fraud case, Peruvian officials said Wednesday. Joran Vandersloot is serving a 28-year prison sentence in Peru for the 2010 killing of a 21-year-old woman. He was arrested but never convicted in the disappearance of Holloway, who vanished in Aruba, like I told you guys, in 2005. Damn, so she was like the same age as you? She's like a year younger. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Because like, that's like, if she was there scary. in 2005, then I graduated in 2004. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless she like delayed herself. No, I don't think so. Not that I can remember off the top of my head. Holloway has never been found. The 18-year-old from Alabama went on a high school graduation trip and never returned. A judge later declared her dead, and I believe that was in 2012 is when they did that. Yeah. Because I think it's seven, like, most places it's like seven years. Yes. Yeah, You ha- it has to be at least seven years. It's like seven years and then one day, and then they can, yeah. like, it's weird. Vandersloot was arrested and released in that case and was never charged. The extradition in the latest twist in the case that generates countless news stories when Holloway disappeared in multiple fictionalized movies and documentaries, some even more than a decade later. The new case involves fraud and extortion related to Holloway's mother, Peru's government said in a statement about the approval of Vandersloot's transfer to the U.S. In a statement Wednesday, Beth Holloway again blamed Vandersloot for her daughter's death. It has been a very long and painful journey, but the persistence of many is going to pay off. Together, we are finally getting justice for Natalie, she said. Vandersloot was criminally charged in Birmingham, Alabama in 2010 with two federal counts that deal with extortion and wire fraud, according to court records. The criminal complaint filed in 2010 alleges that he caused thousands of dollars to be sent to the Netherlands on a promise that the location of Holloway's remains and details of her death would be revealed. You're like fucking scum to do that shit. Like, you're just fucking taunting them, because obviously he fucking knows. Mm-hmm. Federal prosecutors said in 2010 that Vandersloot caused Beth Holloway to wire $25,000 in all. 15000 to his account in the Netherlands and 10000 more to a lawyer in New York who was to take that money to him in Aruba in person. He identified to the lawyer a site in Aruba where he said Holloway's remains were buried, but it was a lie, prosecutors said. The charges in that case were interference with commerce by threat or violence and wire fraud, according to court records. The plot involved an attempt to take a total of $250,000 transferred, an FBI agent wrote in an affidavit in the U.S. fraud case. Maximo Altez, who represents Vandersloot, told the Associated Press that he will fight 
He will fight this decision once he is properly notified by the Peruvian government. I'm going to challenge that resolution, the attorney said. I'm going to oppose it since he has the right to a defense. A State Department spokesperson declined to comment on Vandersloot. As a matter of longstanding practice, the department doesn't comment or on extradition matters, which is true. We usually are finding that kind of stuff out like after the fact. Mm -hmm. Like, bro, you're fucking making this family's life a living hell. And then you're trying to get money from them. Like what? Like get fucked, bro. Get fucking fucked. That's like my theme today. Jesus. I mean, it's a lot. Like, it's a fucking lot of shit. And I'm just like, why the fuck is this a thing? Yeah. I don't really under... Like, I don't really understand it. Mm-mm. Like, why fucking... I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. Nope. I completely understand. Okay. So, the last two we're going to talk about a little bit. The last one we're going to talk about very briefly, because it's still going. So, we actually have two updates, like I mentioned earlier on cases that we've covered on the show. One is the murder of Gannon Stauk from Colorado Springs, Colorado, if you, or from Fountain, Colorado, I should say. Mm. If you have not listened to those episodes, we covered them here on the show, like when he first went missing. So right. a couple, couple years ago, but if you search like Gannon and us, you'll find it. But the reason why this is brought up is because Leticia his stepmom that murdered him, mm-hmm. had court and had trial and sentencing and all of that stuff. And it is sweet fucking justice for this fucking monster. <sighs> okay. So because literally it's been years since we have talked about this. Basically, yeah, definitely go listen to the episodes because we, we, we did quite a bit of coverage on it. So there's a lot, a lot of information. But basically, this fucking piece of shit. So little quick recap. She was best friends with Gannon's mom, who's married to his dad named Al. Well, they got a divorce and Leticia swoops in and marries Al and becomes stepmom. I mean, shit happens, whatever. Not going to get into that, right? Well, what makes her a fucking monster is Al's gone on like military training of some kind. I can't remember at this point what it was, but he he was out of state. He was like, I think he was in like Oklahoma or something. Interesting. Yeah, he was he was doing tra- he was gone for training for something. And you know, she calls and she has this bogus story that Gannon went to some friend's house and just didn't come back and then she tried to say he was kidnapped and there's a lot of horrific things. Like I said, definitely who definitely go back and listen. It's fucking horrific what she did to this poor kid. It is. It just it it breaks my heart. It's fucking horrific. Basically, Months later, they find his dismembered body in a suitcase or a duffel bag. It was like a suit, like suitcase. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think it was like either like Down a rolly duffel bag or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. She fucking killed that sweet little boy. hmm Makes me so sad. But between her arrest and getting through today... There was a lot of fuckery. There was so much fuckery. She, like, tried to claim she was insane. She wanted to represent herself. She fired multiple fucking attorneys. She tried to break out of jail. I'm like, girl, it was, I don't know if it was 2021 or 2020, whenever the fuck. Mm. It's like, you can't do that now. You're gonna be caught, you stupid ass. Right. Can you tell I hate this woman? I'm sorry. 
But basically, so they go all like with all of that shit, right? Mm -hmm. She doesn't even go before the judge to plead not guilty until 2021. So like a year later. And then we're going to go ahead and kind of flash forward because, you know, they're in and out of court. They're doing the competent, you know, to stand trial, all of that. They find she is. So they move forward, et cetera, et cetera. So in October of 2022, that's when the judge had originally set the trial date of March 20th, 2023. And that, that actually stays on schedule. So they do, you know, they do jury selection on the 20th of March and all of that. And the trial starts, right? Mm -hmm. And this is this was televised. This was recorded. So you guys can actually find like and if you want me to post the videos on like the discussion threads, just somebody tag me because literally you can watch like the whole thing. You can watch everything that's happening during the court. And I have a lot of respect for this judge, most definitely. So. They go through trial until they go on for like a month, basically, right? Mm -hmm. So they have, or I guess a little over a month, because they closed on May 2nd is when the prosecution rests. So this is a long, long, this was like a five or six week trial. This was a long trial, right? Well, they took a lot of breaks, I feel like. I mean, I think there was some, but really, like, looking at the timeline on this one, and I know this is, like, a lot more relaxed than the other two, but, like, obviously, we've talked about these cases before. Mm-hmm. So, basically, the third through, basically, like, through May 1st, that's when the prosecution's, like, calling witness, witness, witness. They call doctors. They call Al. They call the people from the FBI. They literally are going every single thing. Every single thing. Even Al gets up on the stand. So Al's on the stand starting April 4th. And they are talking about her mental state. Mm -hmm. Does he believe she is sane? And he says, quote, I believe she is and was absolutely sane from the time I met her to even today. So this just shows she's manipulative as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Which segue. Going on to mid-April, on the 17th, her daughter, the one that she roped into all this crap with the store, with the shopping of the stuff and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. she takes the stand and she said that she had no knowledge that her mother killed Gannon and that Leticia abused her and she felt very manipulated by her mother. That poor girl. Because she was was still a teenager, I think. She was like 17. Yeah, she was like 17 or so. Fucking nuts. And of course, like I said, towards the end of April, they have, you know, FBI agents and all of that stuff. And on my birthday, actually, April 25th, they have the first mental health professional testifying on the stand at this time. And this witness claimed that she never witnessed any symptoms of DID or bipolar in Leticia. Such a disgusting thing to, like, pretend to have because the people who, like, suffer from DID, mm-hmm. their whole life them. is impacted. And yeah. they already fight because there's a movie, I think it's called Split or something like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. James something. Fantastic actor. Yeah, it's part of the the Split. Or not Split, that's the movie. Shoot. Like, Unbreakable and... I can't think of the other movie. It's it's part of that with fucking what's his name? Right. Bruce Willis. 
Mm-hmm. It's all that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And like that whole thing. And so like people with DID already have to fight the misconception that yeah. they're violent, that they have personalities mm-hmm. that like try to hurt people on purpose. And there hasn't, like, I don't think there's ever been a known case of someone with DID committing murder. Like, not, at least not purposefully, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not like this, yeah. Yeah. Then just a couple days later, on April 28th, Dr. Torres, one of the forensic psychologists who conducted her sanity exam, testifies that she believes that Stouk may be lying about having DID. Quote, all of it seems a bit far-fetched. A bit. We knew she was lying. A bit. I mean, I think she was trying to be, like, tactful, but it's like, well, she's a child murderer, so. Yeah, like, what the fuck you really gonna do? And, like I said, on May 2nd, the prosecution rests its case. There's obviously a lot that happened in between that. A lot of different witnesses, like I said, again, definitely recommend looking up the videos on YouTube. They, like I said, hours and hours and hours of court footage that you guys can watch on it if you would like. The defense's second witness, clinical psychiatrist Dr. Dorothy Lewis, testifies that she found Stauk to be insane at the time she allegedly killed Gannon, and that she diagnosed Stauk with DID. Maybe somebody should be checking on Dorothy's uh, credentials? Just saying. I mean, I think that some some people out there, like, some, they they do this kind of shit because they're like, oh, I'll help anyone get a DID because they want to study them. Yeah. It definitely could have been. We won't reel into that rabbit hole conspiracy, but there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot with that for sure. Yeah. Then on May 3rd, Dr. Lewis stands by her findings in Stouk's sanity exam during a tense full day of cross-examination from the prosecution. (laughs) And the defense tells the judge that on Friday they would be resting its case. The defense would. So closing arguments happen, right? So then, just this past Monday for us, so the the 8th, Leticia was found guilty on all fucking counts. Yeah, because we were together when this happened. Mm Mm-hmm. So the jury convicted her in the murder of her 11-year-old stepson, Gannon. She was also found guilty on all counts, including first-degree murder, murder of a child under 12 by a person of in position of trust tampering with physical evidence, and tampering with a deceased human being. Like, the gravity of that. So much. So much shit. Oh, and don't worry, guys. She got life without... She got life without parole. Thank she's God. She's not fucking going anywhere. Two life sentences to be served consecutively. Not that she's fucking getting out. <laughs> but, you know. You can't trust people who, you know, make up shit like those kind of diagnoses. Because, no. like, it just fucks with, like, everything. No, and 100% recommend watching, watching this, watching this, that judge. I posted like only like six minutes of it on TikTok, but like the whole sentencing video is about 22 minutes. That judge, Chef's Kiss, like he handled this well. He ripped her hat. He ripped her ass in like a professional manner. That's good. So, yes. And then this last little snippet in the article says, quote, and this is, I think, from the, oh, yes, this is from the, this is part of what he said. The facts in this case are the most horrific I have ever seen. Your conduct in this case deserves the maximum sentence that I can impose according to Colorado law. And then that's when he did. 
And this, like, here's the thing, too, that also gives context. Like, this judge was like, this is not my first murder case. This is not my first case involving a child. And yet you're still the fucking worst. Right. And I think he's been a judge for like, he's a, like a veteran judge. He's been a judge for like, I think it was one or two decades, like two decades. I don't know. He's been a judge a long time. So I was just like, damn. But he's very, as you would expect, very well spoken. Yeah, it was just very much like, yeah, fuck you, Letitia. Fuck off. But yeah, so she's going to jail forever Thank and God. never getting out. There's literally no way in fuck she would ever get out. Now, my question to you is, do you think they're going to put her in fucking isolation right away since it was a child case and so fucking, like, high profile? I mean, maybe. Like, yeah, I could see them putting her. I don't know if they'll isolate her, but she might go in, like, more of, like, a... Like, a higher security one or something. Well, I mean, she's a flight risk. She'll probably go to, like, a max. Yeah, she's a flight risk. Yeah, she'll probably go to a max, and she'll probably be put... Because they do have, like, specific, like, sale blocks, like, that aren't gen pop, Mm -hmm. that are, like, for child offenders, you know, like, domestic violence offenders, especially with men, but, like, with women, it's more like children. Mm -hmm. Because I don't really think, like, when you go to jail for beating up your husband, like, people care. Prison, you know, like, I don't, I don't think it's the same thing as, like, when men beat up women and end up in, for, like, a domestic violence. Well, and the fact that this one's, like, the victim's a child. Right. So pretty much everybody is like, no, fuck you, you fucking scum. So I think that's, like, what it is, is, like, for those type of people, I think there's probably, like, special, like, Mm -hmm. protective custody type situations. I don't think she'll be isolated because they are doing those studies about, like, isolation and everything and, like. Right. Especially right now because there's And she's not on death row, so. Because that, like, guy died recently. Mm-hmm. in isolation which was like fucking on those those guards like just being honest like how do you yeah. leave a dude for like 21 days i think that was the time that's insane like st- yeah. strapped to a chair and like not checking on him Eesh. yeah well i'm not really gonna go in the to this too much but if you guys want like another installment like let me know because by the time this airs mm, depending on when you're listening to it this case might be done. So the last one I'm going to mention is Lori Vallow. So in real time, Lori Vallow has been on trial for the last like three weeks. Unfortunately, that was not televised at all. So we've been just kind of like getting information through articles and things like that, like normal. And I think I did read for this one that the judge said her sentencing, like, they will allow cameras for that. So I'm like, good, you fucking should. Because guess what, guys? Today is May 11th, and the jury, like, trial concluded, and the jury has been deliberating. Now, I did read something, like, just before coming on here, and I want to double check it real quick. It said they're not reconvening till Monday. Why would they not tomorrow? I'm gonna be real honest, Mother's Day is Sunday, and a lot of a lot of like government shuts down for like Mother's Day. I know that Mm. seems weird. I know that seems like a weird thing, but like the California legislature today literally just were like, we'll see y'all Monday. I was like, (laughs) got it. So today, May eleventh, the jury has started their deliberation. So this was another long trial as well. 
according to like a bunch of different sources and all of that great stuff, because we have New York Times, we have CBS, every news outlet you can think of is covering this case. They had 60 witnesses over six weeks. That's insane. That's a lot. Isn't that a lot? That's so crazy to me. But yeah, we are just waiting on the jury. And I, I tried to look for it, obviously, but again, with all the freaking like media thrown on our face all the time. So they obviously they started deliberating today, like like late afternoon. It was like two, three o'clock, I think. And they obviously had to rest for the day. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which source it was, but one said they're going to reconvene on Monday. So we'll see. By the time you guys hear this, we may know. We may know what's going on with Lori's bitch ass. But if not, we are just waiting and seeing what they decide for her fate. But I really, really, it's hard to tell how all of this is going to go. But I really hope that they convict her. Me too. There's a lot of people who have been convicted on way less. For sure, Z's. Like, there's just, there's so fucking much. Again, this was another one that I covered quite a bit when it first came out. This one's actually bringing us back to like 2019 is when the children first went missing was that fall. It was September. It's crazy that it's so much time has passed. But with fucking her and Chad hiding and then being found in Hawaii and then being extradited and then COVID, it's taken it's taken a while. But I really hope that... They get they get fucking justice and that not only does she found guilty for their deaths, but also whatever she was involved in as far as Chad's wife's right murder as well. That's because he's still. Yes, that's that's a different charge. And her and Chad are being tried separately. So after hers, we'll have Chad's to update you guys on. But if you guys want a more like in-depth breakdown on what's been going on with this case, just let us know. We'll do it. I've got like freaking 500 bookmark tabs for just Lori. So <laughs> love it. We have all the fucking materials. But I didn't really want to get in that one too, too much since we don't know what the jury is going to decide. But definitely putting out into the Spookster universe that this bitch goes to prison for life. Me too. Yes. In all honesty, like, if she doesn't get, I'm going to say this, if the bitch, and I'm a scholar bitch, because that's what she is. She is, yeah. At the end of the day, like, let's say she didn't kill her kids, which I don't believe it because they found that fucking hair in his tape. Mm -hmm. Shit, like, that kind of stuff. At the very least, you're the biggest bitch on the planet because of the fact that, like, you and your husband are like being married on this Hawaiian island and living your best lives and your kids are missing. And fucking smiling, taking pictures. Right. Living your best damn life like you don't have a care in the world. I can't even like be calm if I'm missing a chapstick. (laughs) Could you imagine missing a child? And that the reason she wasn't worried is she knew right where they were. Yep. We said that from the beginning. We were like, she is acting like she don't care because she already knows. Right. Fucking horrible. Fucking Lori. So yeah, let us know if you guys want a Lori and Chad episodes. Glad to do it because we love talking shit about these people. So much. So hardcore. Yes. So Lori is looking at life because she got the death penalty taken off the table because of all of all of her stuff because she was found incompetent to stand trial, I believe twice. Yeah, it was twice. 
and then they reinstated it. So that's another thing that caused a lot of delays because she was actually in a facility for quite a while. Like, that's the thing I don't get about this Mm -hmm. is the fact Mm -hmm. that, like, she was found competent and then incompetent and then competent. It's like this back and forth. Ah, like, just... Yeah, Pick it's frustrating. Place. Pick one narrative, yeah. and that's the narrative we're going to go for. Yup. And I know, like, some people have tried to kind of, like, they tried to, like, talk down on these doctors that are examining her. And I'm like, they have no allegiance to her whatsoever. They're just doing their job, whether this person can stand trial or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll see if we get an update. We will definitely post that. <laughs> on socials and whatnot. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at. I hope you guys enjoyed this a little bit different pace of an episode. I thought it was kind of a good time to talk about cases like this, especially because two of them had finally have some major updates going on. Right. Well, shoot, all of them. But you know, ones we have covered previously. So it's always nice when we're able to bring an update. It was like, with Chris and Smart, too, like we were able to bring, you know, we were able to finally like everyone, her family, mm-hmm. everyone was able to have answers on that. So and I know quite a few of our spooksters, especially like Gannon and Tylee and JJ's cases. I know you guys, those are brought up quite a bit every so often once there's updates. So, yeah. But with that, we're going to go ahead and sign off and we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Toodles. Toodles.